Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 19, chapter 230, the final chapter. But now look down from heaven. Holy Father, for I will address you directly from the loftiness of that mountain to the lowliness of this valley, from that harbor of quietness and tranquility to this calamitous sea. And now the darkness of this world hinders no more those benignant eyes of thine from looking clearly into all things. Look down and visit, O most diligent keeper, this vineyard which thy right hand planted with so much labor, anxiety, and peril. To thee then we fly, from thee we seek for aid. To thee we give our whole selves unreservedly. Thee we adopt for our patron and defender, undertake the cause of our salvation, protect thy clients. To thee we appeal as our leader, rule thine army fighting against the assaults of the devil. To thee, kindest of pilots, we give up the rudder of our lives. Steal this little ship of thine, and places thou art on high, Keep us off all the rocks of evil desires, that with thee for our pilot and our guide, we may safely come to the port of eternal bliss. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers. Amen. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the many graces of having St. Philip canonized with these four other saints on March 12, 1622, is that it brings out in a special way the grace of St. Philip, but also the grace of all those who follow St. Philip. Because St. Philip said he wanted to help people be saints in their own homes. And so when the Pope canonized these five saints, four of whom lived in the 16th century, he was saying to the whole world that the Christian life can still be lived. As we mentioned last night, the very time that Martin Luther and John Calvin and other Protestants were saying that you had to leave the Catholic Church to live an authentic Christian life, God raised up St. Philip and St. Teresa of Avila, St. Ignatius and St. Francis Xavier as powerful witnesses to the undying power within the Catholic Church to produce holiness. Okay, but these four saints were priests and a nun. Now, St. Philip said he wanted to help people be saints in their own homes. So maybe people could say to the Pope in 1622, well, it's okay, you can be a priest or a nun and become a saint, but what about ordinary Christians? And that's why the little known St. Isidore the farmer is so important. 
Because Isidore was a married man. He had one child that they, he and his wife, Maria, lost when he was one, years old, one year old. And this caused a great difficulty in his life. And he and his wife decided that God was asking them to live in perpetual continence. They never tried to have another child after the sorrow of that first child being lost. He was a farmer. He was a daily mass attendee. And although he was poor, he always tried to help people who were poorer than he was. He prayed, he made sacrifices, and he tried to bring other people to Christ. And so the Pope is telling us in this canonization that we need priests, we need females who dedicate themselves to the Lord in perfect chastity. But the church desperately needs holy laymen. And by raising up St. Isidore, he was also raising up his wife, who's also a saint, St. Maria. And in fact, it was the Spanish king's desire to have Isidore canonized, to have a patron saint for the city of Madrid that really prompted this great day in which the Pope for the first time, possibly ever in the church, canonized five saints on the same day. The holiness of that layman, that hidden layman that most people in the world had forgotten. He was the instrument for the canonization on March 12, 1622. Now we who have finished this book tonight by some remarkable act of divine providence should give thanks to God. should give deep thanks to God that he has arranged on the anniversary of St. Philip's canonization that we finish his biography. And if we live in the world, if we live in our homes and we want to be saints, then let us take St. Philip more and more as our patron. Let us pray to him every day. And in this year of St. Philip, the Pope has declared a jubilee that if you make a pilgrimage to an oratorian church, you could do it every day. If you go and visit there and visit the, the relics of St. Philip and you pray before him with great contrition and great love and you fulfill the conditions the Pope offers us plenary indulgence. And the Pope is encouraging us in doing so to receive the Eucharist every day, to go to confession at least once a month. If you go to confession once a month, St. John Paul II said you'll become a saint. Why? Well, partly because if you go once a month, then you, get, you can get an indulgence every day. Because to get an indulgence, you have to go to confession either three weeks before or three weeks after the required work. And so when the Pope is encouraging us to try to seek these indulgences, he's primarily promoting frequent communion and frequent confession. And what is it that St. Philip was always promoting too? Frequent communion and frequent confession. St. Philip said, if it's impossible. It is impossible for a young man to be chased without the Holy Eucharist. And St. Philip said, when you go to communion, beg the Lord to give you the grace that you most need at that moment. And as St. Philip used to say right before he received communion, Lord, do not trust Philip. 
Lord, I am ready as far as I am concerned to do all the evil in the world if you don't help me. Oh, St. Philip, look down upon us from heaven. Pray for us to be humble like you were. Pray for us to love the church like you love the church. Obtain for us the grace to live and die in the Holy Catholic Church. Obtain for us the grace to persevere to the end. For as you always said, St. Philip, it's not he who begins, but he who perseveres to the end that will be saved, quoting our Lord. And then you would add, the great thing is to persevere, to keep going, and not to give up. It does not matter how bad things seem to be. It doesn't matter how few people seem to be following the Lord. You show us that with the grace of the Holy Spirit and the prayers of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that sanctity is possible. Even if one's lost one's parents, even if one is an orphan, even if one seems to know very few people in a brand new city, it's always possible to do some good. Speak to us, St. Philip. Encourage us every day. When shall we begin to do good? Go for the good. That has to be our model. Go for the good. Yes, we could fall. Yes, we'll make mistakes. But the primary thing is to do some good, to go for the good, to aim at holiness, to aim at doing something. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.